that uh, community before had about 800 members. Uh, and so, but it was all of the courses and there was like a CRM on, in there. It was just, it was jam packed with features. What ended up happening is when that shift was made, it was probably made three or four months ago to where it was, it was much simpler, no more CRM, got rid of the courses. And from that, from that point forward, the gold bar platform now has about 3000 members. If I do a course on how to start a podcast for realtors and it's an hour long or whatever, there's something very similar on YouTube for free. I might argue that mine is better, but there's something similar on YouTube for free. So the information is a commodity. Give as much of that as you can and then sell the implementation and the systems, the accountability and the coaching. So what we found is that it's much more effective instead of just selling courses that are self-directed, what people really want are systems, access and accountability. If you want to build a legitimate, profitable online business without shiny objects, without the hypey gimmicks, and without the stress and overwhelm, if you want to make more money without having to be present online all day, every day, pumping out content that nobody sees and hustling DMs to generate leads and sales, then this is the place for you. Welcome to the Digital Trailblazer Podcast, your online business university, where you'll learn how ordinary people start from ground zero with no influence, no email list or audience to sell to, and no business or marketing experience, and go from working nine to five jobs to building successful six and seven figure online businesses and all the steps in between. Learn the strategies that worked and what didn't, learn the mistakes that they made and how to avoid them, and then learn their plans for scaling their businesses and taking things to the next level all so that you can build your business faster and easier and make more money without sacrificing the things that are important to you in your life. I'm your host, Leah Ray Getz, and with me is my husband, Todd. Now let's get to it with today's guest. Welcome. This is Leah Ray with Digital Trailblazer Podcast, and I'm so excited to have with us Tony Acosta. Welcome, Tony. Why don't you let our audience know what you do? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm very excited to be here. I've heard some of your episodes uh, and I'm honored to be on your show. As far as what I do, my day job is a real estate agent. I have my broker's license. I've been in the real estate industry for about 12 years. I started just as a regular showing agent, opening doors for people. Uh, I worked my way up to become a principal broker and eventually open up my own agency. So that's kind of my day job. My night uh, activity or my hobby, you could say, is I'm head organizer for TEDx here in my county. And so, you know, communication and, and digital marketing has always been a huge part of what I do. And that's why I was so excited to be on your show. Thank you so much. Now, you're doing some really cool stuff in the world of online education and helping others build their businesses. So tell us, tell our audience a little bit more about that. Absolutely. So when I first got into real estate back in late 2012, uh, I went through licensing school just like everybody else does. I took my test. I started trying to build a business, but very quickly I realized that I wasn't taught a lot of the important skills, if you will. Unfortunately, real estate licensing school doesn't teach a lot of the skills that are actually needed to be successful. So I really got into trying to educate myself through books. Online courses were kind of a theme back in 2012, but not so much so. And so I really started trying to educate myself. In 2017, I became principal broker of my of the agency where, where I was. And when that happened, I made that transition from going from just servicing my own clients to thinking about our agents and how to help them thrive and how to help them succeed. And so we started trying to build resources that could 
be on demand for them that they were able to access at any time. And it was an interesting dynamic for me because we were putting on these trainings and we had, you know, some agents would come, some agents couldn't come. And so it reached a point where I said, okay, we need to build something where regardless of if somebody can attend in person or not, they can still get the information and they can still succeed. And so through, you know, that kind of started my journey of looking into online communities, online courses, resources, downloadables, all of those things that, that now are an integral part of, of what we do was born out of this need to help our agents learn everything that they didn't teach them in a real estate school. That's awesome. So how did you decide to take it from just your your team and, and, and your organization bigger than that? What does that look like? Yeah. So when I started uh, kind of putting myself out there a little bit more, I was doing my own social media content to generate leads because that was pretty much all I had. Like When I first got into real estate, I didn't have a portfolio. I didn't have a lot of contact. I was 22 years old never run a business before. So I, I, I kind of jump into this massive pool and I'm trying to figure it out. So I started doing my own social media content a little bit. And back then, 2012, 2013, 2014, there weren't a lot of agents that were doing that, at least here in my area. And so it started to stand out. When I become a broker, I start getting asked to speak at the board of realtors or, you know, calling friends that I have said, Hey, can you kind of show our team how to do this or how to do that? And so over time, I started to realize that it wasn't just me that felt this way, or it wasn't just the agents in our office that felt this way, but in general, all of the agents in my area, and I would say in the country, lack certain skills. And that's a deeper conversation of why I think our industry is where it's at. And so it was just coming from this realization of if I have a problem, it's highly likely that other people are also going to have the same problem and be looking or the same solution. And if I can be that resource that can help alleviate that issue to some extent, uh, that's one of the things that I've completely fallen in love with. So in today's space, then how do you actively do this? What does that look like from a practical perspective? So what we do is I do a lot of uh, in-person training for our own real estate agents and other real estate agents here. Once I got into TED, uh, it kind of escalated a, a little bit more to be not just real estate specific, even though that's the the actual day job, more into like public speaking and communication. So to answer your question specifically, we do a lot of in-person workshops. But going back to the same thing, we realized that there's a lot of folks that simply cannot attend one of our workshops. And because we believe that the workshops and the resources that we have are impactful, we've gone to these you know digital platforms that can really help exponentiate that. And so whether it's a workshop that is in person with a sales team or a one-on-one -on -one to help somebody prep for a public speaking engagement, all the way to the courses and the community that can connect people all over the world. So I know when we first got connected, you had a really interesting updates and things you were doing in the membership space. And membership is a hot topic. Everyone's throwing around this term right now. You know, it. I think it started there a long time ago. It was hotter years ago. Then everybody switched into the high ticket. 
I know they're like, oh, you have to, you can only eat what you kill every month and maybe some membership stuff would be good. And so it's kind of circling back around. It's it's a hot topic. So what are you currently doing in the, with your membership? What does that look like and what have you learned? Well, everybody is looking for this recurring revenue. That's the the hot topic. That's what everybody's looking for. So the way they do that, as you adequately stated, it says through these memberships. So if I can get somebody for $97 a month or $47 a month, and I can get a thousand people, that's like the dream, right? You can make a hundred thousand dollars a month. And that's kind of what everybody is is chasing. What I learned through our own platform and another good case study, which is also in the real estate industry, it's a platform that's called Gold Bar. What what we found was that the online courses, though they can be impactful, though they can be very well produced, very few people actually take the courses all the way through. And at first we thought it was just a problem with us. And it's kind of like, well, maybe our courses aren't as good as we think they are. And so we kept trying to refine them and change them. And it was, it was, it sucked because when we looked at our numbers, we're like, man, we put so much effort into these courses and very few people actually get through them. And if very few people get through them, then obviously they're not going to get the results. They're not going to really get anything. They're just at that point, they're just burning money because they're not getting the information. And so um, what we started realizing was that the online courses, because they're self-directed, it's difficult for people to sometimes fit them into their schedule. I'm guilty of this. You know, time management is a, is a big issue that I've had to work on personally. So what we found is that it's much more effective instead of just selling courses that are self-directed, what people really want are systems, access, and accountability. What do I mean by that? is we found it way more effective to instead of having, let's say, a course on podcasting for lead gen, if we can have live or virtual masterminds or coaching calls about that topic with action items that come with accountability where people feel like they're doing something in a group together, that has brought in much better results than just having a course there that people just need to watch on their own and do on their own time. Interesting. So can you dive a little bit deeper on how you've broken that all up? So, yeah. So again, initially it was just courses. So we thought, okay, we're going to just build this library and people can go and they can, they can watch it at their own convenience. But again, what we, what we realized was that it wasn't very effective because very few people were doing that. So what did we start doing instead? We have weekly coaching calls where we have a certain topic and we work a lot based on challenges. So whether it's 30-day challenges, 45-day challenges, 60-day blitzes of a very specific thing that is going to actually make a dent in people's businesses. I'll give you an example. Now, one of the things that inside of the Gold Bar platform are these these 30-day listing uh, challenges where it's a lot of handwritten notes and it's very specific. Like on day one, you're going to do this. Day two, you're going to do this. Uh, Inside of our own platform, we have uh, something called the Digital Domination 30-Day Challenge. Where in the same way, it's somebody that maybe is not that comfortable on social media. They want to make videos. They want to start doing it for Legion. Where do they start? So when it comes to breaking it down, I have found that the more specific it can be, the better. Because somebody that's very skilled can understand a general uh, piece of advice. For example, post on Instagram. Somebody that is skilled knows how to do that. But somebody that maybe doesn't have that much experience, the more you can break it down step by step, the easier it's going to be. 
So it's literally day one. All we're going to do on day one is we're going to look at your header. What is in your bio? What does it look like? Day two, we're going to talk about different content types. Days like you're not going to make your first piece of content maybe until day five or six, but by then you've already kind of built this foundation where you feel like every day you're making a little bit of progress. And we found that to be more motivating. People are more engaged and they actually come through to finish the challenge instead of, again, just having a course there that is just dusty. Yeah. That actually reminds me a lot of back in the day when we did affiliate marketing, we had this great platform that we were promoting. It was amazing. I mean, we're Todd and I are go-getters. So we dove in there and we were just, you know, going through everything and making it happen. And we had really great success. And then we'd refer people to it and they would last a few days. They'd be overwhelmed and they'd quit. Right. And so I did actually something very similar. And I had a 10-day like quick start program for them that I created. It was raw. It was like me in the middle of the night with my big headset on, like teaching them what to do. And it was just a video series in a Facebook group even. Or it's like, hey, day one, you're going to do this and walk them through that process. And it was so helpful for people. So instead of staring at this giant elephant of, of what they had to do, it was broken down into bite-sized chunks every step. And so we've brought this into our coaching program as well. Whereas our coaching program, we've got a, a big overall plan for each of our clients. But, but then week to week, we meet with them and we say, okay, what are, what's on to this week's agenda? You're going to do this, this, and this, right? Because so many people just... They can't, they can't have the the elephant and make any progress, right? Oh, no, 100%. It's difficult. And yeah. especially in the digital marketing space, the digital marketing space, it gets even worse because we're talking about, okay, you need to do Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and you need to do YouTube and you have to do email marketing. And then you have, and people are like, man, I can't do all of that. It can get very uh, overwhelming very quickly. Even in one platform like Instagram, it's like, okay, do I do stories? or carousels, or posts, or do I go live, or do I create a guide? So there's so much there that if you, I mean, literally, it's drinking from from a hose. Like, you have to break it down. And again, just like you say, I've found that to be much more effective if we can focus on one thing at a time and build for the long run. I think not only is it more effective for the student, but it's also more effective for the program because it will keep people in your program longer if it takes longer to build those foundational steps instead of just giving them everything on day one. Right. And they're going to be getting results and they're going to want to stay. Right. Of course. They're getting those wins. They're moving forward. They're feeling that progress and then they want to stay. So your attention should go up. Have, now, I'm curious, how long ago did you make the shift and what have you seen? Like, do you have any uh, any information yes. on what that has looked like for your clients? Absolutely. So within the Gold Bar platform, that. Uh, community before had about 800 members. Uh, and so, but it was all of the courses and there was like a CRM on, in there. It was just, it was jam packed with features. What ended up happening is when that shift was made, it was probably made three or four months ago to where it was, it was much simpler, no more CRM, got rid of the courses. And from that, from that point forward, the Gold Bar platform now has about 3000 members in it. So it almost tripled because of that simplicity. And so, uh, but again, it was, it was what people wanted. People wanted the access. People wanted the accountability. Um, also, we established a tiered system that also, you know, helped within the platform. There's a free tier, which kind of gets people in the door, very basic resources. And then they can see that there is a paid uh, upgrade that 
that they can then subscribe to and have even more features. So it's been it's been massive. You know, the 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 change has been quick, and I think it's it's for those very reasons. That is a, a huge testament on the difference to triple the amount of subscribers um, or members. That's really really powerful. Um, wow. So what has like, what are some of your proudest success moments, if you will, for your clients? So what I love is when people actually do what you share with them and it works. That for me is the coolest thing. And that that's one of the great things with a program like this is that part of those daily wins is share what you're doing, share how it's working, share. And so all of a sudden you start to see, you start to get these messages, you start to get, you know, you start to see people posting, hey, I did, I. I started the podcast or I did my handwritten notes or I started my text message automation. And all of a sudden you start to see that it's working. And if it's exciting for, in my case, for the agent that starts to see deals and they start to see money coming through, for me, it's 10 times as accelerating because I've been there. I know what it feels like. And so one that one that comes to mind is I helped uh, a lady purchase a property. This was probably four or five years ago. And then she became an agent. Now, when she bought her home, she was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, her husband was you know, the sole provider, all that. But she was very entrepreneurial. So I, I followed her on social and she would do these like Tupperware things or she would do these like little jewelry things. She always had some sort of a side hustle mm-hmm. until she finally got her license. And so we start coaching her. She starts going through, through the program. And I remember having a conversation with her where you know tears are streaming down her face and she says, made $10,000 a month for the first time. She never made $10,000 a month. For her, that was a huge deal. It was you know, life-changing for her, for her entire family. And it was something that when she was doing Tupperware, maybe she'd make a couple hundred bucks or she'd have a little event. Maybe she'd sell a few things, but she was never able to kind of break that. And it seemed like such a big number. I remember her saying, wow, $10,000. And I remember when I made my first $10,000 and I looked at my bank account, I was like, holy cow, this actually works. And so that one really does stand out because as an educator, as a coach or whatever you want to call yourself, that's what you should be after. Those kinds of stories, those kinds of uh, you know experiences where you can help somebody, you can have that conversation and they could say, hey, thanks to you or thanks to your program or thanks to your coaching, I am now in a better place. Every single interaction that is like that for me is absolutely golden. It's the reason why I do what I do because I have learned, I actually get more excited when our clients close deals than when I close deals. That totally resonates with me. I know our clients when they're getting their first sales or they're hitting their first, you know, um, 10 or $20,000 a month. And it's like, yes, like I close the all the time. It, 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 it doesn't have that level of, you know, excitement. Um, but having them really hit those first and get those giant wins. That's what it's all about. I mean, our mission here at Digital Trailblazer is to make a positive impact in the world by by really empowering those who have gifts to share that can really help people do it bigger and do it better so that they can, you know, we can reach millions by just focusing on our thousands. And so this is what it's about, right? This is why, um, why this industry is so cool, <laughs> being able to help people. So um, I love that. So as, I mean, obviously you've, you've, you've really grown some pretty cool stuff. So what are some of the challenges that you faced in doing so and, and how you overcame those? The biggest challenge for me was the 
exact opposite of what we just talked about. It was when it doesn't work. And it doesn't work either maybe because it's not the right fit for a certain individual or they just really didn't do the work the way that they're supposed to, which happens a lot. And so that element that I cannot control was difficult for me at first because these are things that worked for me. I know they could work, but then when they don't, you're like, you start to question yourself. And I've, I've struggled with that a lot, especially early in my career. Like, man, it worked for me. It didn't work for her. Why is it? Should I not share this anymore? Should it like, be different? Did I say something wrong? And so for me, it was, it was difficult to get to a place where you can realize that even if you have a system or a program that you know works, because if you're selling it, you should, you should you know, walk the walk. If, if you're doing that and it works for you, but it doesn't work for somebody else, uh, you have to kind of realize that a lot of that is things that you can't control. You don't, you don't actually know, did they do the actions? Did they follow it? Did they actually watch? Were they on the call or were they just on mute and they were doing something like you just don't know. And for me, that was kind of difficult to consolidate at first, especially when you start to get comments, which are rare, but you start to get comments of, yeah, I tried to do this and it didn't work, or I've been trying this podcasting and nothing. And you start to question yourself. So I've, I've had to battle with that a little bit and try to get over that and just keep trying to provide as much value as I can and accept the uncontrollables that are always going to be there. Yeah, that, that is hard when you see students struggling and, um, you know, having those conversations on coaching calls and what they're really doing is obviously so important because nine times out of 10, it's because they haven't done what they were told to do or, or they did it in a way that was completely different than what you told them to do or whatever. And it's hard to accept that as a coach. I know we work um, not so much in the lower ticket membership space these days. We're more into the high ticket space. But when we, it's, we take sales calls to, for, for our program to let people in. And even if I could automate that, this is one of the reasons why I wouldn't. Because we need to vet those people and make sure that they're actually going to do it. I even make them, like I tell them, like, I can't want this more than you. This has to come from you. And I go through this whole spiel, like they have to convince me that they're actually going to do the work. Because it's heartbreaking to see people get, they get super excited about something and they dive in and then you never see them again. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, 100%. I've, I've felt that in the exact same way, but it's difficult at first for, for us, for, for the educator or for the coach to turn someone away because you feel like you're leaving money on the table. And so if there's someone that is excited and they're like, okay, the program is, I don't know, whatever it is, $1,200 and they want to do it. But after that conversation, you're like, man, I don't, I just don't know if you're going to be able to do that. Saying no to those $1,200 is hard at first, especially when you're first trying to get your first couple of students. You just want anybody with a pulse that has 1200 bucks, I'll do it. Like I'll coach you. But I feel that in the long run, that's a mistake. Yeah. Because what you want to create and what, what will really help you scale is testimonials. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have them or you have negative ones, then it's going to be difficult to, to actually scale. So I found it to be, even though it's hard, much more fruitful to, as you said, vet somebody and maybe instead of having 30 students, you're going to have 10 students, but those 10 students are going to get results. You're going to get the testimonials and then that's what's going to help you scale. If you have 30 and 20 of them are 
complaining or they don't like it or they don't do it and you have to be chasing them, it's at, it, 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 the level of difficulty exponentially increases even though you're making more money, I think it'll be less enjoyable. Yeah, 100%. And and not and that's what I what I tell them too is that I I, I want to enjoy what I do, right? Not only do I want you to crush it, but I need to I I, I want to enjoy this process and you've learned the longer you're in this the more selective you get because the same people who aren't going to do the work are often the ones that aren't very pleasurable to work with, right? They're the excuse makers and the whiners and the what and you're like Oh, I wish I had known this before I took that money. <laughs> so it only takes one or two bad clients uh, before you realize how selective you should be in your process. Yes, no doubt. And I, I think it's also realizing that your program's not for everybody. Right, 100%. It's not for everybody. And we have, we're educators. We've had certain success that we want to pass on. A lot of us have egos. And so when we say, hey, you, my program doesn't work for an extra white person, that hurts a little bit. You have to know that from the get, whether it's your style, your specific strategy. I mean, just in the real estate industry alone, do you do digital marketing? Do you cold call? Do you door knock? Do you fall? Like there are a lot of different ways to win and not every way is my way. There are people that sell hundreds of homes and they're not even on social media. They don't have a podcast. They have other ways of doing it. So realizing that your program will not be for everyone um, and identifying who it is for, I think. The earlier you can do that, the more grief you're going to save yourself. Right, right. And that's where you create, you know, when when it's a good fit both ways, when you've got your membership, your program broken down into bite-sized chunks for people, when they can get great wins and keep plugged in, that's where your attention comes in. That's where your repeat customers and your lifetime super fans really take over is if you keep serving from that mentality, that's, that's you know, you hear the 1,000 super fan rule, Right. That's where that starts. And and so really aligning yourself throughout is is the way to go. Well, just the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So how do people, like, how do you find clients? Like, where are they coming to you from? Well, a lot of us, well, for us is inside of our, our immediate network. So uh, I'm part of an agency that's called Real Broker, which there's, an, you know, agents all over the country. So we have, you know, internal masterminds. We have something called the, the, the Monday morning mastermind. It is for real estate agents across the country, regardless of agency, team, or brokerage. So a lot of it is, you know, through that. Also the social media aspect, I have a podcast that's called How to Be a Realtor that we only have like less than 10 episodes and it's top 100 in its category. So trying to, I think one of the key things is give away as much as you can, right? give away, I mean, the information is the commodity. This is also one of the things that we realize with these courses. If, if I do a course on how to start a podcast for realtors and it's an hour long or whatever, there's something very similar on YouTube for free. I might argue that mine is better, but there's something similar on YouTube for free. So the information is a commodity. Give as much of that as you can and then sell the implementation and the systems, the accountability and the coaching uh, so that's something that has really helped us is to just try to put out as much valuable free information as you can to your target audience, in my case, to real estate agents. So whether that's through mastermind calls, whether that's through, you know, going and actually talking to their agencies, their brokerages, free trainings. I do a lot of classes for free uh, to where you give people a little taste of what you're about. And then if they want the whole thing, then you direct them where they can get that. So that that has been very helpful for me to just give away as much free value as I can and then always have the 
systems implementation and accountability that you sell on the back. Yeah, I think it's underrated or looked overlooked for a lot of people, the professional association options. Oh, yes. Like I've heard some amazing stories from people who've built massive businesses and it's because they became a member first, right? And then they offered to do some free stuff. Right? They 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 rose their raised their hand to to step up and to to do some stuff for the organization. And through that, they got attention, right? They got exposure, and it really launched them to where they were looking to go in their business. So I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. But challenge yourself if if you're getting started in in a business, who is your target audience, and what kind of organizations are they a part of? Um, and and do your research and see what it takes to be a member and and see if that might be a good angle for you and your business because I've heard it time and time again. And let's be real, it is way easier to do that than to build an Instagram or a YouTube channel or something from scratch and and create the same level of traffic and sales through that strategy. And, and even though I'm a huge fan of social media, you have to realize social media is pretty new. I mean, it's you know, whatever it is, 10, 15, 20 years old. Massive businesses were built before the internet. How were they built? Through exactly what you're talking about. You go out, you meet people, you go to the trade group, you go to this, you go to this meeting. And a lot of that is, I, just like you say, I find that more effective because you make these relationships where people get to know you, they like you, they trust you, they get to listen to you for 30 minutes. That's a much easier sale than somebody that doesn't even know who you are in another country or across the country, and you're trying to get 97 bucks a month out of them, they have no idea who you are. And unless you have a massive brand, and here's, here's I think another misconception is we all think we're Gary V. Yeah. Well, if Gary V comes out tomorrow and he says, hey, I have a training platform for realtors, he's going to get a bunch of people with one story, thousands of people. We are not that. I am not that. I need to put in like the one-on-one grind and work to get there. Mm-hmm. So- you don't have a massive brand to where every time you post a story, something crazy happens. You're going to have to do a lot of that, you know, one-on-one and uh, on the ground. But what you will learn and the connections that you'll make, for me, that has been incalculably valuable. 100%. We actually have a um, uh, someone that we interviewed one of our very first podcasts here, um, Erica Gregory. And she came fr- as, from corporate digital marketing. So she knew digital marketing. She went on maternity leave, she decided she didn't want to come back. So she said, okay, I'm going to figure this out. She wanted to work for herself doing social media for people um, and doing marketing. And so what she did, she started her own online marketing for herself, but she didn't stop there. Her entire first year of her business, all of her revenue came from meeting people in person. She went to the local chamber of commerce. She went to these places where local small businesses who needed her help were there and she hustled it out. She replaced her income in less than three months and has built a six-figure business. But she said, I was a digital marketer. Like that was my thing. And I it didn't I didn't even get clients through doing the digital marketing for at least a year. Like so people who think I'm just gonna sit back safely behind my keyboard, well great, that's fine. Like especially if you have ad spend and you're really good. Like, yeah, you can do that. But the average person they don't have the skills to do that. They don't, you know, just the ability to make those connections is so invaluable that I think people poo-poo it and they they don't think about it, but it's it's so real and it's going direct to the person you want to connect with. If someone has a conversation with me in person and they're my target audience, you better be- believe they're going to be asking me to have another conversation about how we can help them. 
that's, that's just how this works. So absolutely. So what do you feel like are your next steps? Like where do you pl- plan to grow and, and, and take this from here? So I think the, the, the natural progression for us next is put on larger events. I think that you go from like the small you know, office training, you know, one-on-one, and then you go to the online platform where you're on these Zoom calls where you've got, you know, dozens of people. I think the next thing is is these events, especially through, you know, my um, edX chapter, you get to meet a lot of people and, you know, you realize that there are others that are just as good or, or better than you in different lanes that can also provide value. There are a lot of skill sets that overlap that if you can bring other people, put them in one room, now it's not just you talking to people about real estate. It's not just me trying to help agents sell real estate, but I have other individuals that can provide other value, whether it's you know how to get your body right, how to get your mind right, how to get your relationships right. But it has to be other people that you bring in that are experts in that field. One of the things that I've, I made a post on, on Instagram the other day, one of the mistakes that I think that coaches make is they try to coach you on everything. And even though there is some overlap and everything has to do with each other, I'll give you an example. If if you come into my group, Leah, to learn how to sell more homes, but all of a sudden I go on this tangent and I say, well, if you're not happy, Leah, then you're not going to be able to sell more homes. Or if you're out of shape, then you're not going to have the energy to be able to do these doorknobs or whatever. So all of a sudden I'm trying to coach you in fitness. I'm trying to coach you in relationships. I'm asking you like, how are things going with your kids? And even though everything does have to do with each other, because you know we're multidimensional beings, I don't think it's my place to do that. I think if I want to do that, I should bring professionals into the room that can speak to that and help you. But you are paying me to learn how to sell more homes, not how to fix your marriage. So that's kind of a hot take. But I feel like whatever your expertise is, stick to that in answering your question. Then the natural progression is as you grow, you can have a more generalized platform where now you have the brand and the connections to bring other experts into the room that can give additional value to the people in your network. I think that's so important for people to hear is that you can't be all things to all people. This like get a really specific lane and stay in your lane. And they compare themselves to... So like Tony Robbins, like I want to be the next Tony Robbins. Yeah, you're okay. Not, you're it's like you got to start here, and you got to get really good here, and then you can open that up a little bit, and then get really good here, and then you it grows from there. But you, you can't compare yourself to Oprah. Like there's only one Oprah, okay? And she came up in a time where there wasn't all this competition. Remember that too. When Tony Robbins and Oprah like they became huge, there wasn't the opportunity, the internet access for people to do this, it wasn't democratized yet, right? We couldn't all go out there and do this as well. Now, there's a lot of people out there doing this. So find your lane, stick to it, get really, really good at it. And I love what you're saying about bringing in experts. I'll, like, I have um, a former client and now a dear friend who's amazing at summits. I know summits are very powerful. I know they're great. I've never done one because they're a lot of work. So I'll just be honest. And when my clients are thinking, well, okay, they're doing paid traffic. They're doing the things that we teach, but they want to add that layer. Okay, let's talk to her. Adrienne Hill, she's awesome. 
go speak with her. But I'm not going to try to learn something just to teach you and not be the true expert on it. I want to connect you with the people who can who really have that expertise because, you know, I, I understand the theory behind it, but I'm not going to. That's about it. <laughs> I've never actually done it and don't have that expertise. So I think that's a really important message for people to really stay in their lane and just get really good at crushing it. Um, do you guys really run any paid traffic to to your membership? We do, but it's it's minimal to the actual, you know, what I found is that if I can get people into, for example, the 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 Monday morning mastermind, that is mm-hmm. that is much more effective. So we do to an extent, but it's not it's not like the main, main, main focus. We try to, you know, through for example, Facebook groups for us are huge. There's huge communities of of real estate agents and odds are whatever it is you do there are groups on Facebook that you can join and become a part of that, that community. So we do run some ads, but it's a very, very small portion of our you know, lead gen, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Have you thought about running ads to that Monday morning? Meeting? We have. Yeah, we actually okay. have. I, I think that is, uh, we have not done that yet. So a lot of it has been just to the platform itself. So mm-hmm. just full transparency. I don't want to BS you on this on this podcast. I think that's a tremendous idea. I think that is something that we will will implement in 2024 is uh, having the traffic go to the lead the lead magnet instead of the actual thing. I think is a smart strategy. Yeah, and in reality, I think everyone wants the drive traffic to the offer, close the deal situation. That is a really steep hill to climb. Hard. It, it, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do well. The more and more competitions that the, that's in the marketplace, the better and better that has to be. And it's just getting harder. So if you can instead offer them some free value, get them into your sphere, get them into your funnel. And that's where you can do the selling. We've seen just cost per, per lead, cost per acquisition, all of that stuff often pans out a lot better for people when they focus on just the ad goes to the lead magnet right? And just giving the free value and then moving from there and having all of your other systems on the back end highly optimized so that they're actually going to convert. So in that scenario, you have them opt in. So you get them on your email list and text message list or whatever, and then they get the link to to join the Monday thing. And then, you know, not only are they, they're going to get reminders from your system to actually show up because if people aren't reminded, they're not going to do it. Um, but then afterwards, you can have an email series you know, inviting them to join for, you know, join the next step, take the next step with you. Um, do you have your own Facebook group? Yes, we do. Like free for lead gen, right? Yes. Okay, good. Like if you're missing that piece, please do that right away because you absolutely <laughs> should have that. Yeah, now, that's probably the, the easiest thing. If there's somebody listening to this that wants to get into this space, that's probably the easiest thing that you can do is start a group, be thoughtful about what you're going to name it, have it be actually contextual what you do, yeah, Facebook groups are absolutely phenomenal. So what would be your number one piece of advice that you'd give for anyone who wants to build a business like yours? So I think I, I would say two things. Number one, uh, it's a little bit what I what I mentioned before, because this was huge for me, is build a program that you would want to buy. Build a program that is built off of actual experience, not just theory or things that you read or things that people told you worked. They have to be things that you have done because that that's what's going to give you the passion. That's what's going to allow you to answer questions, to get into the weeds with people because you've actually done this. And so I feel like 
it goes without saying, but unfortunately in our industry, there are a lot of coaches that are coaching stuff just because they watched an Alex Hormozzi video or Cody Sanchez video. Now they're trying to teach people how to buy laundromats and they, they have not done it. So number one, make sure that it comes from a place of experience, not a place of theory. And number two, always be working on these systems. And you just said it, have the funnel. And then once you have the funnel, then you have to have the email drip campaign. And then is it email? Is it text? Like all of those things are, are things that you don't think about when you want to start one of the, one of these things. You just say, I have knowledge. I want to share with people. I want to get paid to share it with people. But there's so much on the back end. But take the time to learn, to educate yourself. Take a course on making a course like on, on how to build all of these communities because the back end work is heavy, but it's, it's the variable to your success as you adequately stated. If you don't have a, a funnel, if you don't have a drip campaigns, all of these things, it's going to be harder to get along. Uh, so that, that's what I would say. Yes. Like, amen to that. Um, it's, it's essentially the same thing as what you're doing for realtors is that and you learn how to be a realtor. They have that expertise, but they don't know the businessy side of it, right? Generating leads, all of these core things that actually makes being a realtor work, like actually make money with it. It's the same thing when it comes to creating a course or a coaching program or a membership. You can have amazing expertise. You can even put together an amazing program. That doesn't mean you're going to impact any lives with it or make any money with it. That's why that's what we do is that we help people with if they need help putting putting it together. But more importantly, the sales side, like how to put those systems in place, how to drive traffic. Like you need a good offer with a great message. You need great systems to convert traffic into sales. And then you need traffic. If you're missing any three of these, you're not going to have a business like period. So yes, this stuff is all awesome, but commit to figuring out all three and get help if you need it. If you are not a, a marketer like by trade, and even if you are, sometimes it still needs help, um, then get the help that you need or otherwise people sit on these things struggling for years and it breaks your heart when you find these folks that you talked to two years ago that were so, so enthusiastic and just getting started and they didn't need any help, they're good. And then now, you know, it's two or three years later, and they're still getting started. And you're like, oh, think of the lives that you could have changed. Think of the impact you could have made in the world during these two years if you had gotten the help you needed from the beginning. I love that you said that. I love that you said they're always getting started. I felt that way. We're always getting started, but we can make so much more progress, as you said, if if we're coachable, if we're able to actually try to to educate ourselves. And I'll, I'll close with this. The other thing that I would add to that, and just because of my background with speakers and TEDx, work on your communication skills. Take a public speaking class. Try to get on a few podcasts. Start your own podcast just to practice. doesn't even matter how many subscribers you have. It doesn't matter. Those are your reps. Those are your push-ups. Your, your level of competence, you will be judged not so much based on your competence, but based on your communication style. You can be a 10 incompetence, but if you communicate like a three, unfortunately, that's the way that people are going to view you. And the reverse is true, which is unfortunate that you have people that have three or four competence, but they're charismatic and they're like, they're electric. And they're the ones that, that take bigger slices of that pie, even though they don't necessarily have the substance and the skill set on the back end. So if you feel that you are good at what you do, which if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you feel you're good at what you do, 
then one of the next immediate steps is really work on your communication skills. Go to a Toastmasters, go to whatever it is and learn to communicate better and uh, watch what happens, not only on the lead side, the lead gen side, as, as you pointed out, also the quality of your content, your ability to connect with people and to drive these messages across uh, will be exponentially better. And because of that, people will get better results and you'll build a much bigger platform because you have sharpened those communication skills. What's the best way for people to connect with you if they like what you had to say today? Yeah. So the best way is through Instagram. That's my most active platform. You can find me TonyAcosta.us. Uh, the actual, if you're a real estate agent, you can go to uh, m4mastermind.co, m4mastermind.co. That is our Monday morning mastermind. That's every other Monday. Our next one is this this coming Monday. Or for the platform itself, it's learn.goldbartraining.com. But for anything for myself, feel free to reach out. It's uh, Instagram is the most active platform. Now, do you have a freebie to give away to our, our audience yeah. tonight? We absolutely do. So shoot me a DM. I have what's called a visual and vocal workshop, which we do not only for real estate agents, but I've done it for Adobe. I've done it for a lot of local companies here. So that is, it's about 45, 50 minutes, but it's a, a recording of that visual and vocal workshop. What I go over is number one, the visual foundation, which is all of our nonverbals. So I go over that in depth. And then the vocal foundations, which just talks about pitch, tone, pausing, melody, rate of speech, all of that crammed into one session. So um, absolutely, we have that available. We can give uh, ac access to that and hopefully that can be helpful. Awesome. And we'll have the links for that in the show notes yes. and uh, all of that for folks. So thank you so much for being with us today. This is so much fun. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Digital Trailblazer podcast. For show notes and information about today's guest, head to digitaltrailblazer.com. Now, if you love this episode, if you got some value, make sure you leave us a review and subscribe. And be sure to share this episode with anyone you know who could use help to build their business. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.